everyone. Welcome back to the CTYA podcast. We are so glad that you joined us here today. Sit back, relax, get out your favorite pencil, your favorite notebook. May you be blessed in the Lord. for this heritage. And if you don't know, they are Sister Barkus's mom and dad. So you might have that connection as well. Thank you guys for coming tonight. We appreciate it. So let's jump right in. This is going to be kind of a, a broad question, but tell us some about your background, your maybe upbringing, how you came into church, maybe how you met. And then because most of our students here are in their 20s, so what your life looked like in your 20s. I'm going to start out before my 20s because... because um, I came from a very bad home, didn't have anything really, and they lived a life I didn't like, I wasn't happy with, and it seems like God always had his hands on my life somehow, some way. I remember uh, getting on a Sunday school bus and by myself, and who knows what I looked like because we didn't have anything, but I went to church, and I, I can remember, um, I think it was... Church. But anyway, I rode the Sunday school bus. So God just always, you know, had his hands on me. So my life was, you know, bad, bad. I could have done anything I wanted to do and got away with it. But somehow God kept his hands on me. And so um, one day I had been sick and went to my girlfriend's house after I just returned back to school. And he happened to come. He was from Fountain Square. I was from Brightwood. He had to come to this girl's friend of mine house, and that's where I met him. And he really liked me and kind of chased me. <laughs> but he finally, he took me home to meet his parents, and his parents have been in the church, you know, forever. And his sister, her name was Joyce, invited me to come to Calvary Tabernacle. That was, of course, was in the old church. And I came to Calvary, and when I seen the beautiful ladies in that church, I couldn't believe my eyes. So if any of you ladies, young ladies, think you don't look beautiful to people, you do. They see God in you. They see the Holy Ghost. I could see it all over these people. I thought, wow, I've, you know, I've never seen people like this. It was just beautiful and the presence of God you know this is what I'd been looking for and didn't know it of course but we we finally we got married and by the time I was 20 I had four kids so that's what I was doing in my 20s <laughs> I was taking fair, care of four children of course I came to church got the Holy Ghost and we came to church you know I bought them kids to church from the time they were born actually you know Brother Urshan was our pastor, and uh, of course, they all got got to go to Calvary Christian School. 
and you know we've just lived that life but you know it's it's all through god he took care of us we had our struggles everything's not easy especially when you're young like us and have four kids but i grew up with my kids and so we're real close you know so god knows how to do things and of course people said it'll never work well it's almost 64 years i think it's going to work <laughs> okay i'll let you have it say something <laughs> well i in in our 20s of course we had four children and i always tried to make sure that they had plenty to eat and a place to live. And that was the most important thing to me. But I would, I'd left the church when I was in the seventh grade and got really crazy. And I didn't come back in until I was 25. So she had a hard time with me. Uh, I was good to her always. I treated her like an angel, still do, because she is an angel. <laughs> but... Uh, she, she, she wasn't always as soft and sweet as she is. So one time I told her I'd go to the church with her. And I don't know why, because we're early risers. And I didn't, I didn't get up. And, I, and she poured a whole pitcher of water on me. <laughs> I didn't get mad. I actually got up and went to church. So <laughs> it it kind of worked out. But I was a sinner for a lot of years and certainly regret those years, but God was good to us, and he brought us back. Um, so what areas of church work ministry have you guys been involved in over the years? Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, we went, um, I went to the first friendship church for a while because I couldn't drive, so my other sister-in-law took me there to church but then we come back to Calvary, and then Brother Urshan asked us if we would take over the youth group. So we actually were the young people's leaders for years. So we were at church more than we were at home, and I loved every minute of it. We went on outings. We'd go to little churches. Groups would sing. The kids would talk. Then I got involved in Bible quizzing. I probably coached seniors for 25 years. Then I, my children started to Calvary Christian School, so to pay the bill, I worked at the school. I was the first helper they ever had, and at the time, they had two grades in each class, so the teachers didn't have any help. So they really wanted me to help, so I helped. But I finally ended up in the office. I think I went through three or four principals. I was there 33 years and loved it, loved the kids, still loved the school. You know, it, it just wanted was right in there working with us. We did everything you could possibly think of. We had a Sunday school class. It was called the Upper Room Sunday School class. And uh, Brother Hugh Rose, you probably none of you know who he is, but he was a fabulous man. We worked with him. So we did a lot. Okay, I'll let a couple of things you missed. We were youth rallies. They used to have youth rallies. And then we had a Tuesday night. It was Tuesday night was youth service. And Thursday night was Bible study. And so we had the Tuesday night service. Had a lot of help. I always, I like to be in the background, not in front. This is, actually, this is hard for me to do this. But uh, she was at the church. This is no exaggeration. My daughter's here to verify. I'm telling you. 
everything the way it should be. But she was at the church every day for nine years, I mean, doing something except for Monday nights. We took Monday nights off. But every day, night, she was there. She was at the school. She was at church doing something all the time. Kind of a miracle worker for uh, for me. And uh, that's, God's just been so good to us. So that's, just like you pointed out, you're really busy doing that. But we also know that you did some other things and were successful business owners. How did you balance all of that, family, church, and work? Uh, my wife did it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I, uh, I worked, I worked hard, and and everybody knows I might as well tell you we don't we have no education. We got married when she was fourteen. We went to uh, Mississippi, tried in tried in Kentucky and Tennessee. Finally got married in Mississippi, and like she says, it's been sixty four good years, and we we don't argue. We we just and we really never have. It's like things are too, life's too short to get into all that. You don't have to do that. And so we didn't, uh, we didn't do that. But we worked extremely hard. I always, even when we had the youth, we had the youth rally, I worked two jobs. She worked the first 15 years at school and never took a paycheck. Full time, 40 hours a week to try to help pay for the kids' tuition. That's how important it was. <laughs> That's unbelievable for a lady to do that and uh but she was there all the time she got up every morning at 4 30 would run and she used to run five miles a day she'd come home get the kids ready for school and the clothes were all laid out at, at uh, the night before they got bathed and uh, then she would go to school and work all day come home and if i wasn't coming home that night uh, she would still have dinner at the same time. I knew that they would be sitting down, and I would call if I could. And uh, so it was a routine that she did all the time. Had to do homework with the kids. So we went from 4.30 till midnight, probably 25 years. Sometimes she'd be, she had to used to write the quick. I'm taking too much time. They used to have to write the questions for the quiz. And one night, I knew what time she gets up, and I go in there about 12.30. I said, babe, you got to go to bed. She said, i got this one more quiz to finish. And I'll never forget that. Candy, we uh, would hang scriptures around the house, and the kids couldn't eat till they could quote one of them. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean they, the day they'd probably lock us up, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we probably would have let them eat. I mean, it was but I think that's what gives Sister Barkas a love for the Word of God. She Bible quizzed as long as she could, and she was an excellent Bible quizzer. She could contest change that no one else could. So, you know, I'm thankful for the Word of God. I learned so much. There's nothing like the Word of God. That's something you've got to get in your heart. If you don't read the word, if you don't know the word, how's God going to answer your prayer, your question you have? There's lots of times I'll pray about something, 
and God will put a scripture in my mind. Well, if I hadn't studied that scripture, I'm sure I wouldn't have known it, you know. But he just does that. That's so important. If I can just emphasize that to every one of you, read the word of God, get it in your heart. It's so important, so important. So um, I'm just going to say something because that is a true example of, uh, of sacrifice for, for God. Um, if you're going to be in ministry, if you are going to be in ministry, be ready to sacrifice because there's no getting around that. You will sacrifice something, whether it be your time, whatever. It's going to be a sacrifice when you walk uh, to ministry. Um, okay, so next question. Uh, besides Bible reading, prayer, fasting, uh, what other uh, daily habits do you guys uh, practice? <laughs> well, I, I got this habit that I just know a lot of people at the church. And there's a lot of sick people. And uh, we try to, if we can help them out with a dollar or two, we do that sometimes. But I make a lot of calls. She says I'm on the phone all the time. And But I just, I love these people. I got to talk to her dad one time from almost over in Russia, where they're at right now, where they're going before long. And, that, you know, those things to me is, is so important. And I just, I make calls a lot and text a lot. I got a lot of straight guys I work with. And um, these guys just need somebody to say hi to them. Some of them come to church a little bit. I'm still praying they're all going to get saved. But uh, I'll jump back to work if a little bit, if that's okay. Uh, God is a miracle worker. And, and I'm a testimony to that, and I'm positive. Without an education, I learned the business. A guy hired me. I always wanted to get back into sales and do what was right. My first job was a real job they give me. My family said I had to get a real job because we were so young. So they put me in a factory at the end of a 250-foot oven that was cooking steel. And at the end of the steel, we had to take all this steel off. And I swung a sledgehammer for three years. And I'd come home. I was so tired that she'd wash my face. We had a wooden rocking chair. And uh, I'd sit in the chair. That's about all we had, by the way. And my hands would crimp up where I couldn't open them. But then I got into sales. I had an old gentleman, an old Jewish guy that hired me into sales. And I, I thought, I've done this when I was young. I bought and sold a lot. I really, really loved it. But each one of the companies I went to, I ended up running the companies. And some of them was multi, multi-million dollar companies. And it had to be God. It wasn't me. I didn't have the education. But it's what you can do. If you trust God and when he takes care of you, he just does it in a subtle way. You don't even know when it's happening. It's like God will just, if you really trust him and work for him and do for him, things will start working out for you. It just happens. It just happens. Uh, I sit here and I can almost cry. See you lawyer guys. But when I got saved, it took me six months to get a tear in my eye. I was so bad. It was like, that's what God does for you. And a lot of the guys at church here, I 
Brother Hauk worked with me. I hired him. There's a lot of Susie Grubb, Josh. I don't know all the people here that worked with us and have been a lot, uh, a lot of them. But uh, that's what God does. Everybody that worked for me in sales, all the people that ran the company, they all had their degrees, which I was happy for. And I always felt bad. I never told them I didn't have high school. But it was like, it has to be God. It just couldn't be us. The way we did, the where we came from. She didn't tell you half of what her home life was before. It's like, I went there one time and I, I knew they were real poor. And uh, they're putting something in the, all they had to eat was flour, lard, and water. And they were caking, making cakes out of it. I mean, it's it was really horrible. And uh, I, her kids and I have tried to spoil her. She's got enough clothes for all the people in church. <laughs> but uh, sorry about getting there. Well, I do want to say as a side note, I do really appreciate what he said about calling. If you ask my dad, um, one of his heroes at Calvary Tabernacle, he's immediately going to say Brother Coogan. And it's because over the years he has encouraged him so much at different points in his life. So I personally really appreciate that. And speaking of over the years, you've met a lot of people. I'm curious, what character trait do you, either of you, value the highest? Honesty. I like people to be honest with me. And I love good Christian people. I love people that will smile at you. That means a lot. Just a smile. Just a hello. Praise the Lord. And a lot of t times, young people forget about the old people. They just want to kind of shove them out of the way. Take your time. Say hello to them. It means a lot. I always say true love and honesty. If, uh, if you're going to be honest with people, you have to have that true love for everyone. And you, um, there's a true love from God. You don't have it. We won't have it without God. There's no way. But once you get the Holy Ghost and get saved, there's a true love that comes with that. And um, that's what we both believe. That actually leads me to the next question a little bit. In, in your opinion, um, how can the younger and older generations serve each other? So how, how do we build that unity? Can I, can I answer that? We'll, we'll probably give it. We'll give the same answer, I'm sure. Um, call the old people by name. Just call them by name. Hello. And it doesn't really have to be their last name. It can be Sister Mary or whatever you want to say. But call them by name. And look them in the eyes. And some of the kids here, you probably know, I'll grab you sometimes by the arm and say, I, I've lost track. What grade of school are you in? Where are you at? What? Because I care. I mean, I really care about this group. I love it. We had the youth. It's like you can't imagine. But I want to know what you're doing. And it's like I lose track, you know. And I, sometimes your faces, I know your parents, but I, I really don't know you. I, I want to. I wish we had time to know everybody. But uh, look the old people in the eyes 
calling my name. And I'll tell you, not because they didn't do this for any reason, but I had some grandkids that we taught to do that many years ago, and they would, all the old people, they just knew all the old people in the church, they knew their names. And they would say hi to them. They'd do nice things for them, just little things. Didn't mean anything. But you couldn't believe. I think it took them a week to count their their uh, envelopes that they got when they graduated. It was unbelievable. And they didn't do it for that. But it's just being nice to people. It always comes back. And uh, reading the Bible, like she said, uh, I want to get back to it. She reads the Bible at least twice a year, every year. And she's done that for, I don't know, how, how many years. Many, many, many years. But look old people in the face and call them by name. You'll get a lot of rewards for that. I think there's some other daily habits that you have, like exercise every day. Yeah. We've got some goals over here, guys. How much do you exercise every day? What do you do? Sorry, I jumped back to That's okay. Uh, I have run the mini marathon several times. Um, I used to get that, like you said, I'd get up at 4.30 and run on my treadmill if I had a long run to do because you'd have to practice, of course, or you would never make it. But <laughs> I'd run four and five miles every day. And just the last couple of years, I haven't been able to run. I've had trouble with my foot. And if you'd pray for my foot, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> It's, it was kind of called like a drop foot, and I, I've took therapy, I've done this, done that, and it is much better. But I still do an exercise tape, um, which is a, a warm-up, five miles, and a cool-down, and you don't stop. So I can still do that, and I do that, and it doesn't bother my foot, and I don't understand that, But and Dr. Reeser didn't understand it either, but yeah, I've exercised all my life. You know, it's just been a part of my life to exercise. I try to tell my kids to do that too, but <laughs> <laughs> my son does, but he's clear in Tennessee. <laughs> it's just good for you. It makes you feel good. It's good. It's good for your health. <laughs> she, when we were young and had the youth group, uh, I don't know that there was any boys that uh, beat her arm wrestling. Now I'm talking about the younger night, not guys like you. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and, uh, but uh, she she just worked out constantly, and we would have we'd have businesses. I had a side business where we had markets and had cement for guns, statues, and she'd carry all that stuff, and we'd get up at three and go to market and come back and do her job, do her turns. But you had to, we had to do what you have to do. And there was no choice because I wanted my kids to get an education. My three girls who got went to college, uh, and it was that's what we wanted. And we wanted them to go to Calvary Christian School. So uh, I don't know if I missed it. I might have. No, you're perfect. <laughs> you're perfect. Um, and you did touch on this at the beginning, but we've been asking every single guest this about how did you choose your spouse? So maybe, like, what were the things you were looking for, attracted to? And you touched around it a little, but we're curious to hear more. Okay. Well, this is hard. you got to be truthful, right? And it's, uh, yes. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. But um, uh, 
I was, I, I was, a, I was a sinner, and I had a couple of gangs, and it wasn't like the day everybody didn't pull out guns, but there was a lot of craziness going on. I, um, so somebody introduced me at some girl party they were having. I think I saw her once before. They had a club called the what'd you call it? The Labs. I don't know. So, of course, when the boys knew they were getting together, where were the boys? And so I just, I went, I saw her, I fell in love immediately, checked her out with a flashlight to see how beautiful she really was. And uh, I was, she thought I was a smart aleck, but she started chasing me. She said I chased her, but it's like, let's, get, <laughs> let's, let's get it straight. But it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's just, that's how it was. And I wouldn't let up. All the guys, everybody wanted to date her, everybody. So she left me and went to Pennsylvania. And when I first met her, you got to think about this. She, at one time, she was living in a house. She's 13 years old, and her sister is 16 or 17. They're living by themselves in the house. So anyway, she went to Pennsylvania with her sister. And I thought, is she trying to get, ready, get away from me? Or was she getting rid of me? What's going on? So I went to join the Army. I didn't make it because I lied about my age and got kicked out. And uh, regret it, but uh, it's the truth. So I took off to Pennsylvania to find her. I said, I'm going to get my girl. And I'm going that way, and she's here in Indianapolis. She'd come back. And she'd called my house, and my mother told her I was gone to the Army. And I wasn't. It was like, I don't... I don't want to think my wife never, my wife, my mom didn't lie, but I, that would say close. Because she wasn't a church girl. You have to understand, she wasn't a church girl. She was a good girl. Always a good girl. But uh, it's kind of, sorry about that. I just think that God chose him for me. Because he's taken such good care of me. And we've served God together. Our home is always full of peace Enjoy, and I pray every day, Lord, fill my house with your presence so when others come here, they will feel your spirit. And our neighbors around us, you know, they know we're different. You know, I try to talk to them, but so far I haven't gotten far, very far with them. But, you know, people know. They know you when you're out in the store. I went to Walmart the other day, and a gentleman said, did you get your church done? He said, you do go to Calvary, don't you? I said, Yes, sir, I do, Calvary Tabernacle. And then he said, I was Pentecost, but my wife turned Nazarene, Nazarene and I started going with her. I said, you need to come back to Calvary. <laughs> I said, we've got a wonderful pastor. So people notice your life. I think it's just important how you act, wherever you're at. So I got one question to ask you, Sister Kuyan. What, what did you think about him right when you, when you first saw him? Like when you guys were introduced, or I thought he was a smart aleck. That's great. That's great. What would you go back and tell yourself at 25 years old? Uh, I'll tell you what happened. And uh, I guess that's what they, they wanted to hear. 
I was really bad, and I was uh, messed up my life, and I got some things done to me, a little operation, and I was on my deathbed. I actually believed that I did die, and I had experience with God. And before that, you, it's something you never do. I told everybody, I don't need nobody. I don't need God. I don't need anything. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I can make it. I don't need anyone. Big, big mistake. Everybody needs God. Everybody needs God. And on my deathbed, uh, I found out, and I had quite an experience. And a guy that would drive me nuts from the church, absolutely. I, I told her, I said, if he ever comes back, I'm a, I, I like the guy, but I'm going to knock him off the porch if he comes. I think I, well, who do I call? I called him. He come rushed right over. And the next night, he got me to go to church with him with nobody there, just he and I. And I got the Holy Ghost. I really got the Holy Ghost. Positively got the Holy Ghost. So two experiences with God. It's just, it's just things you would never do. So I regret that 25th. I wish I had done it those years before that. And hadn't It's been crazy. That's all. Just a sinner saved by grace. Sister Kugan, what about you? What would you tell your 25-year-old self? Oh, you know, I really don't know. <laughs> I just serve God more, I believe. You know, it. my life has been so wonderful, serving God, knowing I can call him. He's there. He takes care of us. He's protected me so many times. Yeah. A gentleman broke in our house one night. We were at church, and Brother Ocean let out early. My husband goes across the street to talk to somebody. I went in the house. The guy came at me with a sock. He was going to strangle me. And I just stopped and yelled, Jesus. And that guy froze. Now I know God protects you. So, you know, we just got to give give her all. I want to go to heaven. That's That's my desire. I want to go to heaven. I want my family to go to heaven. Everybody, it just, you know... The time's drawing near, I do believe. Well, uh, that's that's all the questions that we had for you. I would like to open it up to anybody here that would ask any uh, questions for the Coogans. Has anybody here got any questions at all? It's very important to survive when you have uh, four kids. Um, you knew you had to do it. There was no choice. You know, some people you know, just let things slide and don't get it done and don't care. But when you're a Christian, I think that helps too. You care more. You want things to be good and right, and you, so you are going to work harder. We continue to work hard, even at our age, trying to do stuff. Like I, for Thanksgiving, I had 44 people in my house, but we had a blast. <laughs> she never stops, and she never lets me stop. It's like uh, uh, I still work out. I know I don't look like it, but I still, I got uh, every day, I do 600 different stretches. 
and then three days a week I try to walk uh, at least two miles. So it um, keeps an old man. I think I can still beat some of you guys. Aren't resting, <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, as far as hard work, I think, and I know after I was 25, I, I had a destination to serve God and get my kids and everybody in the church and do all we can to do that. Uh, but I, I was destined to take care of my family. It was regardless of what I did, how much I was out gambling and doing things, which that's a bad thing with her to think about me gambling. But uh, uh, it's like uh, I had to work hard. And it was like it paid off after I got the Holy Ghost, after I got saved. I worked hard all those years before that, always working two jobs, always doing. Sometimes we worked three jobs. I would buy cars and detail the cars at our house because I could be home with my wife and kids. And we would, she would help detail the cars. Sometimes she messed me up because we had a Chevy convertible and it had a kitten that got in there. A cat had gotten in there and had kittens and they wouldn't let me sell it until the cats were gone. So, but but it's, um, it paid off. It just have to pay off. When you get a family, and before that, you need to save money. We always save money. I always told everybody I never had a car payment. I, did, I hate debt. I never liked debt. I despise debt of any kind. Even in our business, we ran it. We ended up with a big business. And uh, just God. Just God doing it. But uh, you have to save money. You have to budget if you're really going to do it right. And she did show me one time that I did have a car payment one time. I forgot about it. But uh, but you um, you just have to work hard if you're going to accomplish something. But you got to give to God. And how do people would laugh? They think you're giving 10% of your money to the church over there, you know, and what they can say about the pastors and all this kind of stuff, which we know is not true. But uh, never missed it. Still don't miss it. Never missed it. And it's just like another thing, whatever you're going to get into, if you're going to be a nurse or a doctor or a preacher, you have to be the best there is. And you have to say, okay, I'm going to be a doctor. Well, whatever field you get into a doctor, because there's probably a hundred fields. But when you get into that field, you have to know it better than any doctor in this city. You have to be the very best. In sales, I learned that I had to be the best. If I wanted to make it, I had to be the best. I had to know more about it. Now, Dan Howe come up and blew me away. I hired him, and then he comes up, and he's... But a lot of those guys, all of them have Susie Grubb, all of them. But they're the best. At what they did, they learned to be the very best. Whatever you do, I don't care if you're a carpenter, a plumber, you can build. I, I, I could start a business tomorrow. I guarantee, I try to. They won't let me. Her and the kids won't let me start a business. I want to start a business. I know I can do it. I don't care what the business would be because I would make it work. It's up to you. Everybody, the person you look at in the mirror in the morning has to make life happen. With God, you have to make it happen. You have to make it happen. You have to make it happen. Nobody's going to do it for you. You're in the computer work, right? I don't know what part of that field you're in. But you have to be the best. If you really want to succeed, you have to make yourself say, i got to be the best in this. i got to know it better than anybody else. 
I think there's probably some others here. It's in the computer field. I think your your grandpa told me you're in the computer field. But you got to be the best. You know, you just have to be the best, and I know you guys will. Right, right. No, that was great. That was great. Uh, is there anybody else that wants to ask a question? No? Only once going twice? All right. Um, well, here's, a, here's one question for you real quick. Uh, living for God, working hard, was it all worth it? Yeah, definitely. God has blessed us beyond measure. Beyond measure. Just because we give to him and try to help people. And, you know, I, I just, I could never thank him enough. If he never did another thing for me, I could never thank him enough for all he's done. I am so grateful for God. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. We really enjoyed having you guys up here. Let's give them a hand, guys.